morning. A rather wet day, but I'm glad you came to worship. I was wondering maybe we should stand outside for Thanksgiving a baptism instead of saying in here because it's appropriate weather, but... Gospel according to John. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform works of God? And Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. I never get tired at, at reading the many stories found within the Holy Scriptures, particularly the Old Testament. And the reading that we heard today from the Old Testament is the continuing story of King David. And after hearing what David did last week, and his evil deed now is being exposed by Nathan the prophet, he was sent by God. My own Sunday school image of King David has changed greatly. Even though I love telling children the story of David and Goliath, in fact, our first dog that we had, we named him Goliath, the Bible clearly reveals the dark side of King David. He was king over Israel, had many wives and concubines, but still that was not enough. David desired another man's wife and had her husband purposely killed so he could marry her. Everything could have gone well for David. He was king. And he could do anything and have anything except for one thing. David had forgotten about God. And the failure in this particular story is not that David got caught, 
but rather his failure to recognize his sin. His failure to recognize what he was doing was wrong. Sort of like a parent failing to recognize the responsibility of raising a child. An alcoholic failing to recognize a problem within themselves. David failed to recognize his sin and its consequences. He thought God would not know what he did. No one, no one can fool the Almighty, not even someone great like King David. And David paid a price for his mistake. But if you read further into the scriptures about David, you will find out what becomes of David and Bathsheba. I draw your attention to what our Lord and Savior said within our today's reading of the Gospel. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. A phrase that is well known, but there is another phrase that is well known by many people. You are what you eat. And with that in mind, I wonder how many Christians take to heart what we eat, especially when we celebrate and partake of Holy Communion. Do you remember the popular TV series, All in the Family, back in the 70s, with the main character called Archie Bunker? I don't know if they would want to show those series today, because Archie was very racist. He spoke his mind on anything and everything without giving it much thought. And I remember one episode that still sticks within my mind, where Archie is having breakfast. Do you remember that one? And his wife, Edith, is standing nearby trying to decide what to make for dinner. And she asks Archie if maybe they would like to try something different. Let's try beef tongue for dinner. Archie, quite disgusted at that thought, quickly replies, No way, Edith. You know, I never eat anything that would come from the mouth of an animal. And oh, says Edith, and by the way, Archie, would you like another egg for breakfast? One of the many wonderful things that God provides us in our earthly journey is food. And the food we receive is not the kind of food that the Israelites were looking for as they wandered in the desert for 40 years. Did you ever wonder why they wandered for 40 years? Because men don't want to ask for directions. It's not the same kind of food that the people were looking for when they came to Jesus after he fed them 5,000 people with loaves and fishes. And the food that we receive from God is not the food that we will eat later today in our homes. The food we receive from God is for our spiritual nourishment. And for us Christians, we receive spiritual sustenance from not only hearing God's word, but it also in receiving the eating and drinking of our Lord's body and blood, even though right these days we cannot participate in the wine, but we certainly can eat the bread. And to a stranger not knowing who Christians are, the whole suggestion of eating and drinking the body and blood of Christ would sound quite gross. But to us Christians who have the eyes and ears of faith, it is not. I remember in my first parish, I asked the parishioner if it tempted him when he received wine at communion because he 
he declared that he was an alcoholic. He looked at me and he just smiled and said, Pastor, I have not touched a drink in years and will not even on Sunday. When I come to the Lord's table, I am receiving his body, his blood, the very things that I need to give me strength and courage to meet the days ahead. He said that, and the grace of God was even greater each time. I realize that we humans are very much concerned about having enough to eat. And sometimes we can get very greedy and ignore those who do not have and cannot get enough food just to survive. And the people we read about within the scriptures, the people of Jesus' day, they were no different than you and I. They had the same concerns, greed, and sins. And God did not forsake his people. And Jesus himself did not forsake the people. And today we Christians are not forsaken. And each time that we partake of the food which Christ himself provides, it is giving us new opportunities to be the people of God, servants of Jesus Christ. You are what you eat. And we Christians gladly and thankfully eat the bread of life. And may we open our lives to the grace of God, trusting in God who says, I am the bread of life. Martin Luther, in his large catechism, a book that many of us would never read, even us pastors, Luther observes, and he says, The Lord's Supper is given as a daily food and sustenance, so that our faith may refresh and strengthen itself, and not weaken in the struggle, but grow continually stronger. Amen. Amen.